What's the plan for the fourth line? One of the only lines for the Minnesota Wild that could have major changes. We take a look at who could factor into the fourth line pairings today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we look at some of the candidates that could be part of the fourth line this upcoming season with a look at some names that may be available in free agency as well should the Wild choose to fill from outside the organization. We'll also look at candidates internally that could uh, play a role and one of the only lines that really is expected to have major changes uh, outside of the uh, Fiala line, but we've talked about that. So uh, we'll talk about the fourth line here today. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, guiding you through the off season as uh, we have many questions to answer, and uh, we're going to get answers to all of them here as we go. So... The Capri's offline going to be pretty much intact. Should be intact going into next season. The Grief line also should be intact going into next year. The Fiala line now going to probably be called the Boldy line, uh, depending on how things go there. Uh, one spot on that line that uh, could be filled, but I think we have a good idea as to who is going to fill that spot. If uh, Again, if the Wild do uh, go down the road of uh, training Kevin Fiala, which it looks like that's the route they're going. The fourth line, however, could be a line where we see a handful of changes. Now, coming into the season, it was uh, a line that featured the likes of Nico Sturm, Nick Bugstead, and uh, Brandon Duhame. And to start the season, that line played pretty well until the rest of the line combinations kind of got settled. And uh, after that, uh, we saw the fourth line undergo a little bit of a uh, renovation at the trade deadline with Nick Delorier coming in, which led to that line going from a uh, kind of a, a grit and speed type line to a physical line. Still had the grit, but uh, more of a physical line to try to match what the uh, what the grief line was doing, and to try to be the line that was taking the penalties, as Nick Delorier said himself, wanted to be the guy who uh, was going to be sitting in the penalty box, um, as opposed to say Marcus Foligno or Matt Dumbo or any of those other guys. So you went from Sturm, Bukestad, and Duhame to Duhame, Jost, and Delorier in the playoffs. That's the need for that type of physical line to be the one to uh, kind of retaliate if needed. It wasn't needed. Um, the Wilds really needed a line 
uh, another line that could uh, could get them some scoring. And, you know, it was nice to have at the end of the regular season just to try to protect some of the top guys um, in the lineup. But come playoff time, the fourth line really was not a factor whatsoever. So that is an area that I think the Wild have an opportunity to make some changes and uh, to try a little different formula for that fourth line uh, just to see if they can uh, can get some better success from that unit. Um, you know, if if the Wild make the playoffs next year, maybe it'll be a situation where they uh, are a little more successful than they were in this postseason. So you look at the factors. Um, Nick Delorier obviously uh, is going to be a. Uh, I believe he is an unrestricted free agent, but certainly could re-sign with the uh, the Wild if he chooses. Um, but I, I wonder if there are some other ways that uh, the Wild can go about this. So let's, let's look at the options as of right now. So the guys that are going to be free agents, you have, of course, uh, Nick Bugstad, who showed some flashes in spurts, but really didn't, really wasn't able to put together anything extended. And, you know, I think that's just the player that um, that Bugstad is at this point in his career. He seems like a guy that can give you some good play in short little spurts, but not somebody that is designed to play the entirety of an 82-game season. So that's one option. Nick Delorier as well is uh, another, but outside of that amazing uh, debut for the Wild in which he uh, he scored and uh, just got the crowd absolutely off their seats to, uh, to celebrate it, outside of that, offered more sound bites than substance. Um, had a couple of fights early in his Wild tenure, but... After that, you know, didn't really offer anything that uh, that can't be replaced, and, and wasn't necessarily wasn't as offensively inclined uh, as opposed to you know being the guy that can deliver the big hits, which is something. I don't I don't want to try to take away from that, but at the same time, you know, you have Delorier, and I, I don't know. I just I, I think. There are opportunities to get some fresh faces in here. Brandon Duhame as well, um, a uh, a physical player for the Wilds, but uh, a, a player that I think had some moments where the desire to be physical kind of led to some mistakes. You know, if you are in any sport, if you're out on the ice or if you're anywhere, and somebody does something and you get mad and you want to try to retaliate for it, a lot of times that becomes your singular focus. And that can lead to turnovers, that can lead to not making plays that you should out in the field. And so Duhame had some nice moments this season, but I think the only guy that I'm really set on for that fourth line is Tyson Jost. And I think we've talked about and we'll we'll go at length with um, 
what Jost brings to the table and his versatility, which I think is a huge and valuable commodity for the Minnesota Wild. Really the only guy that finished the season as part of that fourth line that I'm super, like, pencil him in and let's go is Tyson Jost. And so who his line mates end up being is uh, is certainly something that can uh, – can be discussed. And so we'll, we'll start by looking at some of the younger names that could, uh, could certainly be part of that conversation. You know, does do with um, players that are more speed and skill oriented than physicality oriented. Does his play change at all? So uh, we'll talk about, there's one name in particular, I think uh, is more than deserving of a shot on the fourth line for the wild next year. And so uh, we'll start with that, and we'll move our way through as we try to plug some things in for the fourth line today on Locked on Wilds. We have been asking, and Built Bar has delivered. Built Granola Bars are finally here. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. If you want to try all three at once, you can grab a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from the normal Built Bars and Puffs you're used to. Built Granola Bars are loaded with granola, the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like Bars and Puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Granola Bars contain 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and just 4 grams of sugar. Built Granola Bars will change your world. Built has cracked the code to better granola. These are the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch, to take on the road, or to eat as a snack. So get your hands on Built Granola Bars right now by going to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. Listeners, we have a favor to ask of you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, again, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you in advance for your help. Fourth line combinations for the Wilds here uh, is our big topic for today's episode. And uh, we talked about some of the guys that were on this team this year and maybe a situation where the Wilds can go in a different direction. Now, one of the guys I think that is definitely worthy of a spot on that fourth line is Connor Dewar. And Dewar filled in uh, before the trade deadline and uh, played well. He he had a similar effect that Brandon Duhame did early in the season where uh, Duhame came in and was, was kind of this breath of fresh air with the way that he just put everything that he had out on the ice and um, had a couple of goals 
and just seems like that quintessential like nose to the grindstone player that uh, I think for what the fourth line should be for the Minnesota Wild, I think would be a perfect fit for uh, what this team is looking to do. Now, the other part of the coin is the Wild obviously have uh, the buyouts to contend with uh, in a higher rate this year um, as they did, as they will the next two seasons as well. So Dewar would be a player that uh, will be a a relatively cheap contract to uh, slide in next to Tyson Jost. And so I think my preference would be that uh, Connor Dewar be one of the guys that get an opportunity next to Jost. Again, just just plays plays the game the right way. He's got a nice little burst of speed to him. But uh, more importantly, he... um, it's going to give you everything that he has out there on the ice. And so anytime he's he's out there playing, you know, he he's has a pretty good knack for um, just just being in the right spot to make the right play. So I would I would uh, lean towards Dewar in that spot and you know we we saw a handful of games when um players at the top of the lineup when Marcus Foligno was injured, when Jordan Greenway was injured, and the, the roster was being juggled, we did see Dewar and Duhame paired together, which worked out pretty well. Those two seemed to play well together. And so throw Tyson Jostin, who is a, a pretty a pretty solid center for a fourth-line guy, Um and I, I think that would be a good spot for this wild team to start. It gives you a little more, um, gives you a little more speed. And uh, I think, I think Duhame is capable of changing from one style to the other. You know, we we saw the Wild try to have the kind of clunky bowling ball type fourth line to really just frustrate and agitate people. And he he certainly was capable of playing to that level, but I think if the Wilds add another speed element, I think that would uh, would probably be a route that uh, Duhame could play as well. So I think probably the leader in the clubhouse for that fourth line is Duhame, Jost, and Dewar. It uh, depends entirely on what happens with Nick Delorier. It sounds like he would like to stay um, based off of what he saw from this team after he was acquired by Bill Guerin. Again, it's going to come down to the price. It's going to come down to the price with all these guys, and it's not like Delorier was making a ton of money, uh, $1 million, uh, for his uh, 2021-2022 salary. So I would think if that is – an that was something that, you know, it, it's no secret that that's what Bill Guerin was after at the deadline. Uh, the Jacob Middleton move and the Delorier move added some physicality that this team needed. So if that if Bill Guerin deems that that is a route that he would like to stick with, that he liked what he saw from that fourth line, I would think you could keep it together relatively cheaply um, over a, you know, one or two year deal. 
to uh, to keep Delorier with this mix. Again, one million and a guy that had uh, on the season collectively, he had eight goals. I think he had three with the Wild after the trade. So I would think if Garen deems that he wants to uh, to have Delorier back, I would think that option certainly would uh, present itself um, for the Wild. Now, I wanted to take a look at um, some of the other names on the free agent list that are right around that same price point um, and uh, just see what is out there for impending free agents to see if there are any fits um, for the Wild. If they do decide to go outside the organization, maybe they just decide, you know, we're going to, we're going to move on from all of these guys and we're going to bring in a few others just to uh, to try to see what um, what we can do in those spots. And so uh, we'll take a look at some of the uh, other names on the free agency list that uh, are comparable to what Nick Delorier brought to the table. We will finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, finishing up with a discussion as to what the fourth line could look like for the Minnesota Wild here this season, we're going to look at some of the uh, impending free agents for the uh, offseason of 2022 into the 2022-2023 season. And... You look at uh, the measurables for Nick Delorier, 6'1", 220. So obviously has some size that um, that helped the Wild out uh, very well. And there are some names on this list, but it's not anybody that the Wild will be, probably be able to go after because they're all restricted free agents. But you look at a guy like... Um, just pulling names out of a hat here. You look at a guy like Christian Fisher, who's 6'2", 212, but he's a restricted free agent with the Arizona Coyotes. So they hold his rights and uh, as a result would be, able to, um, would be able to negotiate with him if the Wilds were to offer him any sort of a deal. Um, looking for some wingers that uh, are somewhere in that same area uh, a guy like James Neal maybe of the uh, the St. Louis Blues unrestricted free agent he is uh 35 years old 63212 but uh, he's more like 2 million um at least in what his cap hit is um heading into the off season so that is potentially a name to keep an eye on a uh, a winger that uh, that the Wilds could take a look at uh, the crazy one here, and obviously this is not one that uh, the Wild are going to be able to, again, not going to be able to match. Uh, Adrian Kempe, $2 million was his uh, salary this season, and he responded with 35 goals. So obviously going to be in line for a massive raise. But uh, some of the other names, and these get more towards the $2 million range, um, Valeri Nishuskin from the Colorado Avalanche, 6'4", 210. He's at uh, $2.5 million and obviously a 25-goal score, so much more than just the uh, the big frame. Certainly able to contribute more uh, in that regard. Uh, but there, there are other names that, uh, that get more towards that uh, 
two or three million dollar range. And so it shows you that um, those guys do exist if the uh, the wild do decide that that is uh, a route that they'd like to go to try to replicate some of that physicality. But at the end of the day, and looking at some of those names, maybe Delorier ends up being the one that just makes uh, the most sense to not try to um, not try to replicate him by bringing in somebody else by simply just uh, keeping him in his current spot. There are a lot of guys on this list too as well that are due for massive raises. Uh, come the offseason. Nazim Kadri, of course, uh, 28 goal scorer for the Avalanche. Vincent Trocek, set to be an unrestricted free agent. Andre Burakovsky. Uh, so there are a lot of guys for the uh, the Colorado Avalanche in general that are going to get some hefty raises uh, to probably go play elsewhere. Uh, so there are options on the uh, free agent market. Uh, depending on uh, which way the Wild would like to go. Um, My guess is that they're going to try, at least at first, to to fill from within and uh, see if they can can fill from uh, some of those youngsters uh, for the fourth line. Uh, And it may, as we said, it may end up um, going through a little bit of a makeover heading into next season. You know, you could also go the route of uh, Phil Kessel, who is um, an unrestricted free agent for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. I don't know if that's a route that the Wild would even consider, but uh, he'd obviously have to come way down from his 2021-2022 cap hit, which was $6.8 million. Um, So some of those names, uh, there are guys out there that uh, Bill Guerin could look at and he could get um, on a similar price point to what uh, Nick Delorier brings to the table. So we'll circle back. Uh, Ultimately, I think the route to go is uh, probably the Duhame-Dewar-Jost combination because gives you versatility. Jost can slide up and play uh, on multiple lines for this wild team if needed. Dewar and Duhame seemed to have a uh, nice little chemistry to their game uh, when they uh, they were put together. So that could be an option that the Wilds go as well. Um, that's what I'd like to see. And so uh, we'll see if that actually happens. Bill Guerin's got the whole plan figured out. Uh, it's just a matter of us just kind of waiting to see how things play out. Uh, here on Locked on Wild. Uh, I will note in wrapping up today's episode, we are planning what we're going to call the um, Kevin Fiala trade weekend uh, week. And what we're going to do is we're going to have crossover episodes with some of the other Locked on NHL hosts who uh, are potential suitors for Kevin Fiala. We'll try to get the lowdown on some of the prospects that could be involved draft situation, and uh, the teams that view Kevin Fiala as kind of that final piece to push them over the top or just looking to add somebody to their core going forward. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Hoping to get that all put together for next week, but um, trying to get schedules to match up uh, here at this point. But, you know, we'll talk with uh, the likes of the Senators. We'll talk with the, uh, the Kings. 
the Devils, all those teams that have been linked to uh, to Fiala. We'll, uh, we'll get the lowdown on what they could offer and what a trade could look like. Uh, again, it seems as though that's the route that the Wild are going to go. So we may as well try to figure out what they could get in return once that happens. That is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Lockdown NHL podcast for a full lowdown on both the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. New York Rangers making a statement in Game 1 against the Lightning. Uh, You can get the full recap of that, plus a look ahead to the next matchup between the Avalanche and the Oilers with some goalie injuries that uh, are being monitored in that series as well. Uh, Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, you can find us anywhere you listen and uh, make sure to follow along with with us throughout the offseason. Plenty of topics to discuss and we'll hit on all of them here uh, before the start of the 2022-2023 season. Also make sure to follow us on social media. We will uh, continue to keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.